Hello and welcome to How Seymour Sees It, the fantasy football podcast. Today I got Joe McCann with me. He's going to sit in and we're going to go over the top 10 wide receivers. Now, one thing I do want to talk about real quick, though, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, Joe, but Damian Williams, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, opted out of the 2020 season. <laughs> yeah, Which that's going to affect some uh, lineups, definitely. Clyde, Ed- Clyde Edwards-Alaire is probably going to shoe up draft boards. I would not be surprised if people start taking him in the first round. Yeah, I don't know about that much, but we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm waiting to see how that ADP changes. Speaking of people opting out of COVID-19, I know you're a Giants fan. How would you feel about Nate Soldiers dropping out as your left tackle? You know, when I first seen it, I was a little upset, but then I remembered he didn't really play that great. That's right. It's like he took 2019 off anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) Right? Yeah, no. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking maybe we did draft the tackle in the draft though, so we should be able to hopefully plug him in at left tackle and try right. to protect Danny Dimes a little bit. Yeah, the kid out of Georgia, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew Thomas, I think that's who we got. Yeah, there's so yep, many linemen I, in this draft. I wanted him on the Jets, so uh, I I definitely know what his yeah, name was. Yeah, but you I mean, guys got that big boy. Yeah, I think the Jackson. Mount yeah. Beckton. I think he's going to play well. So Yeah, he was a big boy. <laughs> it's nice to see Bell going around on the left side on him. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to what we were dealing with last year, which was trash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they still did better than the Giants, though. Um, <laughs> no kidding. So, all right, let's jump into the uh, – oh, whoops. All right, let's jump into the top ten here. Who do you got as your number one? I think this is pretty universal across the board, but uh, I have Michael Thomas. Yeah, weird. Yeah, funny and, how that happens. Yeah, uh, I don't you know why, you why he would be number one. Yeah, yeah get, no kidding. Go ahead. Right, I'll give you my it. assessment of it. So I think he's obviously the top fantasy wide receiver. I mean, he had 1,725 yards last year. I mean, he's consistently a good target, no matter whether it was Breeze or Bridgewater this year. He's staying in the same offensive system. He had 149 receptions. And, I mean, he was targeted 185 times, so what more can you want from the guy? Yeah, I mean, you can't not put him at number one. Like, like, yes, the yardage is probably going to come down. He probably won't get targeted that many times again. But even if you take away 25% of his work, he's still putting up a lot of yardage and getting a lot of opportunities. So you just exactly. can't. <laughs> and think about how that, all that extra value, you're, you're talking in a keep it league and in a PPR league, he's even scoring more. Like, so uh, compared to the rest of the wide receivers that you could draft in the class, I mean, he's still topping in targets. So how, who else could you take at that position? Yeah, no, it's, it's impossible. And it's one of those things, like I said, in my auction league, he's probably going to end up going for – Maybe seventy dollars out of the hundred and sixty. Right. And you really just gotta hope that he don't get injured or something because yep. and uh I mean some people might be worried because Drew Brees didn't get injured last year, he's getting up there in age, they might worry about him getting injured this year. Mm-hmm. They brought in Jameis Winston, which I know he threw for thirty interceptions. Who's the but, name of their back up there last year though, too? They have another guy in the roster. Well they had they had Teddy Bridgewater last year. But yep. he's with Carolina now. And they have that Taysom Hill 
Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Taysom Hill ended up playing over Jameis Winston, though. I really think they're looking at him as the future. I think Jameis is just kind of a holdover. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going back and forth because they like to use Taysom Hill all over the field. Yeah, they he's, like kind, to use he's kind of their Julian Edelman. Yeah, they like to just put him anywhere, wide receiver, running back. Like, So I, I, I feel that they brought in Jameis to be the quarterback if anything happened to Drew Brees but they might mix in Taysom Hill a little bit more than they would if Drew Brees is the under right. center there. But like we already covered anyway, it doesn't seem to matter who's under quarterback there because he still was playing yeah. good I under mean, Bridgewater too. I mean, his Twitter handle isn't can't guard Mike for nothing. I mean. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, – yeah, everybody knows Michael Thomas. So let's go ahead and – go to number two. Who do you got for number two? All right. I've got Devontae Adams. Who do you got? Devontae Adams. I have Julio Jones. Oh, we're going to have a little bit of parody on this. A little list. bit. <laughs> um, not too much. I mean, I do have Devontae Adams at three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like it's. I was talking about a little bit of parody where I put Julio Jones on this list. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. You got him at two. I've got him at an interesting spot, that's for sure. <laughs> well, my thing with Julio Jones is mm-hmm. um, he's always been over 1,000 yards. Yep. He's a tag- target hog in that offense. Definitely I mean, true. They got Calvin Ridley, but Julio Jones is getting his targets. Mm-hmm. And he gets a lot of them. Yeah, so, he absolutely does. But the reason I put Julio Jones over Devontae Adams was mostly because, one, the Green Bay Packers don't have any other wide receivers. Devin Funchess that they just signed is opting out for the 2020 season. Which is in my notes, and that's yep. actually why I put him to, because I think he's going to be a target hog. Well, my problem with that is, and nothing against Devontae Adams, but they're going to be able to triple cover Devontae Adams because they're not going to have anywhere else to throw the ball. So my issue with that is is historically they've done that, and Devontae Adams is still produced. And, I mean, if you look at what they did this year in the draft, too, they still didn't address the, the problem with that. They really, they really didn't. They drafted Jordan Love, and they're trying the same process they did with Rodgers and Favre. They're yeah. going to sit. Love down for four years behind him. Rodgers is going to do what he does, and then they're hoping to bring him on to love. They never seem to give Rodgers any targets, and Devontae Adams is just consistent. And with how things are going in Green Bay and with COVID-19 and who's opted out there, I just see him being a heavy target this year. I I do see him getting a lot of targets. I just don't know how many of those targets are going to equate to – a big output due to the fact that he's going to be covered by every single person on the defense. That's absolutely going to happen. This they're year, number two now. Faith in him. I think their number two now is Alan Lazard. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I have Devonte Adams at three, so it's not like I'm like, whoa, Devonte Adams yeah, way right. down there. No, yeah, I just think that Julio Jones is in a, a little bit better position just because he's got Calvin Ridley on the other side. They just signed Hayden Hurst to yeah. at their tight end, so. I feel like there's more people on that offense that people have to worry about leaving Julio Jones open. That makes sense. 
so, I respect that opinion. Not to mention, Devontae Adams was injured last year, on and off. He's I don't I don't has he ever played a full season? Once. Uh, yeah, maybe once or twice. Once, twice. Yep, his rookie yeah. year in 2014, and then 2016. And I mean, last year, I mean, I know he only played 12 games, mm-hmm. but he finished with 997 yards and five touchdowns. Yep. In 12 games, so I mean, he's definitely getting the work. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, there's there's more games that he could play if he stays healthy. So that's my only disparity is I think that Julio will have not more targets, but mm-hmm. better targets because they won't be double coverage. As yeah, much. I could I could see that. But like I said, I think Devontae's going to have a better season with Julio, and I'll get into that later when we get to him <laughs> on my list. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go ahead. What do you got number three? All right, well, we already know your number three. It's uh, Devontae Adams, so I've got Chris Godwin at number three. Ooh, I I like it. I'm not mad about it. So the reason I've got Chris Godwin is with Jameis Winston last year, I mean, he had 1,333 yards with a quarterback, and it was only in 14 games. I mean, he's going to have similar numbers with Brady in that offense. I think you do have to be a little bit adamant because they have a lot of weapons in that offense you got to be a little bit careful with that but I think that plethora of weapons is going to keep him open and he's such a diverse target for Brady to throw to I think he's going to end up being his favorite target coming down the line yeah one of my main issues and why I don't have Chris Godwin a little bit higher on my list is with everything that happened not really having an offseason right like to work with Brady I know training camps are starting to open back up and everything but without having all this extra time that they can work together, I feel like that might be a little bit of a hindrance. Now, I know Brady is known as the GOAT, and for good reasons. And, and I, think, Chris Godwin I think a good is, reason you can look at on top of that is this has happened once before. Someone that didn't really work with him, it was Randy Moss. And it worked out excellent. He that's just a good seems point. To, yeah, but, he just seems to have good talent but, with certain people, and I think Godwin is one of those targets. I like Godwin because he's going to be in the slot. Mm-hmm. He'll be more of like the Edelman role. Absolutely. So I do like Godwin. I think Mike Evans would be more of the Randy Moss type in the offense where down the field, jump up and get the ball. Right. I was so, just using that as an example that I don't yeah. think he's going to need a lot of work with Godwin. Right, yeah. I think it's just going to click right away. So what I feel like is going to happen, and this is you know how I feel – I think Chris Godwin is going to get so much yardage this year. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Mike Evans is going to get, like, all the touchdowns. Between Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, I think they're going to get the touchdowns. And See, then Godwin's I, just going to, like, eat up the rest of yeah. the field. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Godwin finishes with 1,400 yards. Right. But only has, like, three touchdowns. That could potentially happen. It and just then Mike hurt. Evans we, having 900, but yeah. nine or ten touchdowns. Like, 
we just don't know how it's going to play out. And that's yeah. been, we've never seen Brady outside of Belichick's offense, and we just yeah. don't know how it's going to work down there with the Buccaneers. It's going to be interesting to see. Although Bruce Arians is a good coach. Yes, I mean, look is. what he did with Jameis Winston. I mean, no kidding. I mean, I know he threw 30 interceptions, but he also threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. I mean. Yep, and now he's backing up Drew Brees with the Saints. Yeah, and he had LASIK eye surgery, so his depth perception is better. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, this is number three, right? Oh yeah, I got Devontae yeah. Adams. That's yeah. Nobody. Yeah, we already talked about him. <laughs> I think you could touch on it a little bit more, though. A little bit more, Devontae Adams. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm a fan of him. I had him at number two. Oh, there we go. That's what I wanted to do. There you go. You got him on the screen here. <laughs> oh, you could see it too. Nice. Yeah. 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 See, I have my auction values over here on the side. There you go. I haven't went through and fine-tuned them, but, yeah, I try to – I would love this podcast to be super successful. I mean, who wouldn't mm-hmm. want to make money just talking about fantasy football? That'd be great. Right. Every so man's trying, dream. I want to use – you know, I'm trying to stick with a little bit more of the auction style because there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people out there that do that. No, there's because, not a lot at all. A lot of them just yeah. stick to regular fantasy football. Yeah, just doing the snake draft and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, personally, I do prefer the auction. It just, I mean, that's what I started with. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm a little biased towards it, but, but Devontae Adams, I mean, this is, you know, I'll show yeah. you what I look at here. So, you know, last year, 12 games, year before mm-hmm. 15, hasn't played a full season since 2016. I didn't even realize he was in the league this long. Um, yeah, but you're still looking at – even at a 14-game-per-season, he's still almost at 1,100 yards, which racks up with these other guys, and he's still – I'm telling you, he's going to be a target hog this year. I really think number two is a good spot for him. I mean, I can't – I, I I say I can't disagree with you, even though I have yeah. Julio ahead of him, but, like, <laughs> you know. I think we have a much more starking uh, – opinion on julio jones like i said i'll get to that later yeah that's gonna be fun (laughs) all right number four i got deandre hopkins this is a spot we're in agreement on because i have deandre hopkins at four too i would love to have him higher yeah no he's fun to watch he could be number two he could end the year at number two i wouldn't be surprised i could see him above either my two or three honestly So, yeah, he just—he's just a monster. But you have to—you have to understand the risk. I mean, he's going to a whole new offense, mm-hmm. whole new quarterback, a young quarterback. Yep. That likes to scramble. But he's also fit in Cliff Kingsbury's system, which is very wide receiver friendly too. And I think you're going to see similar numbers for him for that reason. Yes, and I really hope that Kyler Murray like watches some tape of Deshaun Watson. Because Deshaun Watson would just scramble behind the line and just wait. Mm-hmm. Just give D-Hop the time. He'll get free and then bomb the thing down the field to him. I don't think he's going to really need to have to scramble as much, too, because I think you could argue the Cardinals may have a better offensive line anyway, and I think you may see that year-two leap from Kyler Murray anyway. Yeah, I really think he's going to have consistent numbers similar to last year. I mean, he had 104 receptions last year, and I really don't see why he couldn't do that in Cliff. Kingsbury's offense. They traded for him at a high stat. They obviously value him. They're going to feed him the rock. You mean they stole him 
Yeah, uh, no kidding. They stole him away they from the Texans. Stole him. <laughs> I, that's still just I can't wrap your can't mind around understand. that. Like I know he wanted more money, and the Texans apparently didn't want to pay him because they don't like playmakers. Apparently, no kidding. But to take David Johnson's large salary. We could have traded Le'Veon Bell for him. Are you kidding me? We right, could have thrown yeah. any schmug behind our line for exactly. him. Hopkins would have made our offense so much better. Yeah. He, he but, makes every offense better. And that's what kills me. It's like. No other team saw this, but. And know. not to mention, like, why would you go, you know, David Johnson, he's older, he's oft injured, yep. and he's more of a receiving back, which I understand they like to do that. But you're telling me they couldn't have went to. The Reds, oops, sorry, the Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, can't say that name no more. <laughs> you, you tell me they couldn't have went to the Washington football team and been like, hey, we'll give you a fifth-round pick for Adrian Peterson. Yeah. And then and kept DeAndre Hopkins. They would have been a way more competitive team, I believe, than mm-hmm. getting and you know the Washington football team would have taken that anyway. Yeah, they've got 9,000 running backs in their roster right now. Mm -hmm. Their head coach plays uh, GM like it's Madden anyway. Oh, he sure does. (laughs) And you know what? It's entertaining for everybody else. It is because you never know what's going to be on the roster next year. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, 150 targets last year, pretty much consistent at 150 at least. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's 150 again. Yeah, and kind of what you're showing on your board anyway. He had 104 last year. There's no reason he shouldn't be able to hit 111 or 115 like he had in his previous years. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's gonna. It's you could easily see him in the top two or three. I think. I. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It just you know when you're doing your rankings, you just kind of gotta. You got to temper your expectations about, you know, these flags that there are, like going to a new offense, especially when you don't have the time to work with people. Yeah. But I'm not as worried about that with DeAndre Hopkins. No, he seems because, to have all the talent in the world. And if you remember, young, young in his career, he was playing with a plethora of quarterbacks who were yeah. not very good, and he was still producing. He was still producing, right. So I think he's a safe pickup. Honestly, yeah. I would probably draft him because of where he's going and how you could get him at a lesser amount or at a later round. He's definitely a, a safe top five wide receiver pick. I right. Think. I think he's a lot safer than some of these other ones. Yeah. But no kidding. you just got to temper your expectations. Um, you're going to see me adjust my rankings right here real time. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to change that. Like that. <laughs> Changed his mind last minute. I did. I looked at it. I realized, you know, we talked about Chris Godwin, who I just moved from six to five in my rankings. Yep. We talked about him, and I just decided that that's where he is now. It's a that's, good call, I think. That's that's where he is. I believe top five. <laughs> so, what do you got? Your top five or your number five? All right. So, breaking out my top five is uh, Kenny Galladay. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I do like Gaudet. He's down at seven. Yep. I mean, look at him. He's a young body receiver who I think is – he's very consistent, too. He's had over 1,000 yards in the last two years. 
And, I mean, he's got seven touchdowns last year, and with a healthy Matt Stafford finally coming back, I think he could still be north of 75 receptions next year. He's really really their bell cow wide receiver, if that's the way you want to look at it. He's a large-body target. He's going to be targeted in the red zone. He's going to be a great target for anyone who picks him up. Yeah, and the beginning of the year before Matt Stafford got hurt, he was throwing all of the time. He was on pace for – over 5,000 yards, I believe. And I don't think that's going to change in their offense next year either. They, I mean, I know they just picked up that new running back, DeAndre Swift, but they haven't been able to run the ball since Barry Sanders. Yeah, well, that's like, the problem just, not addressing your offensive line. Yeah. So I, I do feel like as long as Stafford stays in there, and I know Galladay did good last year even after Stafford got injured, but I feel like with Stafford in there, it would have been much better. Agreed. I mean, he had – 65 receptions last year for 100 or 1,190 yards and 11 touchdowns. I that's do without that, Stafford there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Stafford got out in week eight or nine. Yeah. He played like half a year, but still half the year and still getting over 1,000 yards and 11 TDs. I do believe the touchdown thing goes down. Generally, receivers do not. Uh, sustain high touchdown rates like that. So, but still, even if it comes down, he gets seven or eight. Right. Still going to be quite a few. I mean, it's still going to have a good fantasy year. And with Stafford there, his yardage might increase. Yeah, which might offset that touchdown ratio anyway. Yeah. You're, I think you're still going to see a very consistent season from him, and I think he's still a very safe pick there. Yes. I mean, this is five. Yeah. I mean, you can't fault me for having Chris Godwin at five because, I mean, you had him at three. Yeah, no kidding. And we're at five, and Julio Jones is still not there. (laughs) (laughs) Not on my list, anyway. So. He's falling down my draft board. I I see this. (laughs) It's really interesting. (laughs) All right, who do you got at number six? Six. All right, I've got Tyree Kill at number six. Me too. Yeah. But I think I started this one, though, because I think he could potentially drop on this list because of the way the Chiefs' offense ran last year. When you were looking at Pat Mahomes' play, and even in other fantasy leagues I was playing in, you didn't know the consistency from week to week or who was going to be his top target. You didn't know whether it was going to be his tight end or Travis Kelsey, or whether it could be Robinson or Watkins. So I think I, I would hedge my bet on him a little bit, and I don't even know if I'm really comfortable with him at six, but with his speed and his name, his talent, I think he can still be there. But it's, yeah, it would the be my with, favorite pick at six. With Tyreek Hill, like last year he was injured. for He only played 12 games, and he had 860 yards. Right. The year before, he played all 16, 87 receptions, Almost 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. And that's the thing with Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. is he's not going to get a lot of receptions. No. It's going to be he's gonna a few take, receptions and a lot of yards. Yeah. He's going to take one reception 80 yards to the house. Mm-hmm. And you got to – But that still kind of scares me on lost production with him and Robinson because Robinson plays in that style too. Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. You don't think so? I don't even know who Robinson is right now. I can't even think of who he is. 
He was their third or fourth receiver, I believe, but he may be moving up their depth chart. Maybe I've got the wrong one. Sammy, I think, is more of a possession receiver, but. Sammy Watkins is good for a week here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, early never, in the season, then he yeah, dies off. He can never seem to put together a whole season. Yep. But I know they used McCole Hardman a lot after. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of Hardman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of Hartman. Okay. In that role. Yeah, Rob, I'm pretty sure there's a Robinson on the roster, but maybe that's not the right one. The only Robinson I can think about right now is Allen Robinson for the Bears, but I know yeah. there's more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Anyway, it doesn't matter, I suppose. No. But you're right. Like. But anyway, the point I was making is they've got a lot of target. They've got a lot of people. You're right. Like, it could be the Travis Kelsey show. And yeah, no kidding. It could be the Clyde Edwards-Alaire show. They could throw him in the slot and just throw it to him, and he could have the game. You seem heavy on him tonight after uh, their running back roster change, so. I am. You're like, a fan. There, I do play some snake drafts, and if I'm drafting at the end of the first round and, you know, it goes a certain way, certain people get picked that I like, Yep. there's a chance I would be taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire. The may number, not be wrong. The number one running back in Andy Reid's system is just fantasy gold. Mm-hmm. Like Damien Williams, he was in, I want to say Miami for a few years and didn't yeah. do anything. No, he didn't. And then comes to the Chiefs system. Yeah, this was after the Hunt situation. And yeah, he after started the in the. Yeah. Yeah. And then blew up because whoever is in that role mm-hmm. is just amazing. They can't, be in that offense. You can't stack the box against the – right. You can't stack the box against the Chiefs. Right. Because then Patrick Mahomes, you're like, oh, all right, I'll just throw this slant to Tyreek Hill, and you're going to get burned that way. Right, or I'll hit Sammy Watkins over the middle. or I'll... Yeah, or Travis Kelsey over the middle. Like, No kidding. You're not stacking the box, so he's going to get yardage. Man, they're going to be fun to watch again this year regardless. They, yeah, they are. I always enjoy watching the Chiefs play. I'm really afraid we're looking at the next dynasty, but we'll see. At least it's not Brady. Um, yeah, no kidding. And, I'm, I'm, and I'm not, not over that division dynasty anymore. Too. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Threw a party the day he left. <laughs> Twenty years of that miserableness. I can't. I can't blame you there. Hey, man, oh. I'm, I'm I'm a secret Giants fan with the two Super Bowls they stole from them. Oh my goodness! I I could talk a whole podcast just about that alone. I'm sure. <laughs> so we're up to number seven now? Are we on seven? We're on seven, yeah, and this is where yes, I've got Kenny Galladay. All right. Who's your seven? Is it Julio? It's Julio Jones. There he is. Yeah. So Julio Jones fell down my draft board for a few reasons. One, I don't personally ever like drafting him because he is never a red zone target, and whenever you need those points, he just doesn't ever seem to be there. He's great with yards and receptions, but I really don't like him there, and he's really starting to get there up. Up there in age too. I really think he's going to start sliding this year. I, I think do. they're going to start. I think they're going to start looking at their other wide receivers like Ridley. Yes, I do like Ridley to have a Chris Godwin type year, and that's kind of what I'm thinking about when it comes to uh, Calvin Ridley and 
Julio Jones is I'm kind of thinking of how Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were last year where, you know, they're kind of the one, a one B. Yeah. And, but while they were both healthy before they both got injured, they were both providing for fantasy football. I know Mike Evans kind of had a few weeks where he didn't do a lot, but overall he He was still consistent throughout most of the NFL season though. Yeah. So, but I mean, I I understand your fading of Julio Jones because you're right. He doesn't generally get the touchdowns. Like he'll get tackled inside the five because I mean, he's 31. He, he doesn't have the speed. I'm not not saying the potential isn't there for him to have a giant season again. I'm just saying he's up there in age. I I really just think this is going to be a year where you're going to see him fade. And I feel a lot better about the younger guys on this list. No, I can't. Yeah, I can't fault you for it. I mean, I really can't. Um, they do say, I've heard people say that the big-bodied wide receivers like that, yep. when they fall off, it's like It's going to be big. Yeah, it's, like, it's instant. It's not a gradual, oh, he's getting less and less yards for three years. No, it's like, oh, he's done. Yeah. Like he hit a wall. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel I, like Julio Jones has got another another year left in him. I don't believe this is the year he falls off. I don't know, man. I just wouldn't spend a lot of cash value on drafting Julio. I just don't feel comfortable with him this year, and that's why you have him at two and I have Listen, him at seven. <laughs> I will tell you why I'm not spending a lot of cash money on Julio. And I'm trying to find where it was. There was one of the years, I believe it was 2016, mm-hmm. where he missed two games. And one of those games, the game he got injured in, yep. was the game I needed to win for to make the playoffs. So, and he so wasn't shaded there. feelings then. <laughs> and I don't draft him anymore because he burned me. <laughs> I have, honestly, after I drafted him one year and after that, I've never drafted him again. I've just never been a fan with him in fantasy football because I just don't. Like he's consistent in guards. He's just not a red zone target. If you need points to make the playoffs, like it's happened to you, yeah. I just don't think Julio gets them for you. Yeah, I, I remember one year. I don't remember what year it was, but like he literally got tackled inside the five yard line mm-hmm. enough times to where people were talking about it. Yeah. So he didn't have a lot of touchdowns that year, but he should have had like ten more. Yeah, because it's never been his forte, and he is what it is. He is what he is, and people are fan. You're either a fan of him or you're not. I feel. Yeah. Like. I just I can't have him down at seven though. That's. Oh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> you won't see me drafting him. I don't think. <laughs> All right, hold on. So you you do the snake drafts more. Right. You're in the second round. I'm not saying I wouldn't take him in the second round, but I wouldn't be taking him in the first round, I don't think. In a snake draft, I'd be taking running backs anyway. Right. If I saw Julio in the second round, I would just take another running back. So you got picked 10 in the first round. Yep. All of the top uh, running backs are gone. And then someone drafts Michael Thomas, and they get, oh, let's say, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Or no, Devontae Adams, I'm sorry. So Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams plus all like the top running backs are gone. Yep. 
and you're sitting at 110, 112, whatever. Yep. You're not taking Julio Jones at 112 if there's no running back that has it there? No, I'll take Godwin or DeAndre Hopkins over him. <laughs> that hurts that's my still, a bit. Oh, I, I know, but just that's just a formula I stick with. I always go running back, and there's always one there because people – you're not – very rarely do you see 10 running backs drafted in a row because yeah. somebody's going to want Thomas. Someone's going to take a quarterback late. There's always someone for you to draft. And if you're drafting that late in a snake draft, you're getting two running backs anyway because you're what? almost going back to back. What leagues you playing in where people are taking quarterbacks in the first round? I want to play in Not that very league. good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I want some play. money in them. Put it I want to play with that one there. Like People <laughs> taking quarterbacks. Although – Although Pat Mahomes isn't necessarily the worst choice, it doesn't look like. Listen, unless it's like a two quarterback or a super flex league, mm-hmm. nope, no, uh, I wouldn't do it. Not in the first. No, I round. told you, I have a preference of taking quarterbacks late anyway because there's yeah. really not much parity between high and low ones anyway. You can get a middle of the pack quarterback and survive in a league. Yeah, you, and, and running backs get hurt so much more often, so that's why typically I'll pick them up so much earlier and then focus on wide receivers in the middle of the draft. Yeah, there's a, a lot tier. of the times I'm not picking a top 10 wide receiver here. I'm just kind of getting what's left over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I try to stock up on running backs too. Mm-hmm. I know in my auction leagues, it's a little bit harder because running backs get kept. Yeah. I know there's been years where the top running back left was, like, number 15 on the list. That wouldn't shock me. Like. They're so, so valuable in fantasy yeah. football. And then it, with the auction draft, and that's another thing I like about the auction draft over, like, a snake draft, is, okay, you're, you're trying to get all these running backs, and you bid them up, bid them up, bid them up, and then, like, oh, that's just a little bit more than I want to spend. I got the rest of my team. So you don't go. Yep. And you do it again and again. Finally, you're looking at, like, 12, number 12, 13 running back is your number one running back. And you're like, <laughs> well, now I just need a running back. So you overbid yep. on someone. So it's like you have to you have to know how to gauge, you know, I'm going to have to spend up on this guy and I'm going to have to do it in order to get the, right. get the numbers or else I'm going to be paying up on someone shitty. Yeah, no kidding. So in a snake, draft the ones typically I'm doing when I'm drafting running backs early typically I like to handcuff them later too so I'll get their backups because they're so prone to injury in fantasy football that's why you need so many of them and you've still got to watch that waiver wire too and it's just such a detrimental if you lose running backs in fantasy football it's so hard to recover because you just there's not enough of them (laughs) to go around you you just need to stash them yeah um I know there's certain and I know we're getting off topic here, but that's fine. That's um, right. I know there is certain running backs that I will pick up as a handcuff. I generally try not to handcuff too much. I'd rather take my shot on high upside players yep. and do it that way. But Alexander Madison, mm-hmm. like if Dalvin Cook is somewhat injury prone, Yep. They're still not sure if he's even showing up to training camp or if he's going to hold out for a new contract. Mm-hmm. So, like him. He's definitely uh, owed one. Yeah. T- Tony Pollard for Dallas. If something happened with Zeke, 
He yep. showed last year. And not to mention, I feel like Tony Pollard, Pollard can run the rock, man. Like, yeah. he's fun to watch. And I think um, that they will implement Tony Pollard a little bit more this year into that offense. So he may have standalone flex value. So I would draft him. Um, I know handcuff, but Kareem Hunt, I mean, he's technically a handcuff. That's a get, well, that's a given because you know that's going to be split carries in that offense. He's too talented not to. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at their first their first running back. He's fantastic, too, but Kareem Hunt is just a whole other talent, too. Like, they're they're almost on the same playing field. You yeah. can't go wrong playing either one of those, and I don't – I think week to week they could – one could be leading over the other. I don't think it's going to be one guy consistently carrying the rock. Yeah, that's part either. of the problem with it, too, is yeah, like, you don't want to have them. the one guy and then have the week where the other one goes off. Mm-hmm. No uh, kidding. Oh, yeah, where so are we? I think we were on eight. <laughs> All right, at eight, I got DJ Moore. Good pick. Who's yours? Mine is Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, all right, yeah, yeah. So why do you got DJ Moore there? You know, last year he played really well with some fool named Kyle Allen. True. He had 135 targets, 87 receptions, 1,100 yards, and I mean only four touchdowns, and that was in 15 games played. He's getting an upgrade at quarterback, I believe, in Teddy Bridgewater. Very much so. Um, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't really care to throw it down the field too much, and I believe DJ Moore will be in that slot position more, kind of like Chris Godwin. And because of that, you have no fear of Robbie Anderson stealing targets from him because he's more of a deep threat anyway? No, because I don't feel – because Teddy Bridgewater doesn't necessarily like to throw the ball downfield. So I know you feel very comfortable with that then. Uh, yeah. I mean, Robbie Anderson is fast. He's going to get his targets, mm-hmm. but I feel like him being so fast is just going to open up the middle of the field more yep. for DJ Moore. So Makes a lot of sense. Not to mention, I watched him play a lot last year and he would just get the ball. Yeah. Like he he's would. Shi- turn- he's shifty, man. Like, yeah. He- Quick off his feet. But he would also fight for the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, there was more than one occasion where he should not have caught the ball. Mm-hmm. But just sheer will and determination, he did it. What's the name of their new coach, the one from Baylor? Matt Rule. Yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see how he runs his offense. Is he going to develop a new offense or just bring over his college system? Because his, his system was fun to watch at Baylor, too. See, I caught a game I'm... or two of theirs. And this is another thing I'm wondering about because of everything going on with COVID and, you know, not being mm-hmm. able to do all the off-season things. I'm wondering if he's going to do like a like a small sample of his offense. Right. And Trying to try ease to, them into it. Yeah, and try to keep a little bit more from last year, mm-hmm. what they were running already, to make it easier for the players that were there. This could make DJ Moore more of a target for Teddy Bridgewater anyway because they're just going to be playing throw and catch anyway across the middle of the field. It's not going to be difficult maybe for them to transition. You might see them in the COVID environment anyway. And not to mention people are going to be so worried about Christian McCaffrey that – Yeah, no kidding. They're not going to be doubling up on DJ Moore with McCaffrey. They're going to be loading the box. This is kind of the opposite of the Kansas City thing. Like they're going to stack eight in the box – 
and make Bridgewater beat him. And DJ Moore is just too good of a route runner. He will get open every time in the middle of the field against the slot corner. Right. So, yeah, I just feel like he's going to be the main target in this offense. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had 135 last year. I see him being able to do that again, and I think they will be better targets. I don't think you're necessarily wrong with that opinion either. He could very well get similar numbers this year. When I thought about DJ Moore, I was thinking better around the same targets, more receptions, and I'm thinking 1,300 yards-ish and five or six TDs. I feel comfortable with 1,200 yards, so I think we're kind of in the same ballpark on that. Like, you really could see him with those numbers, and he may have a strong connection with Bridgewater early. Yeah. And I think, you know, just those easy completions over the middle of the field will just help. Yeah, no kidding. So I think we're on to Allen Robinson now. Allen Robinson. What do you got? All right. The big-bodied man. All right. He has one trash quarterback in Mitch Trubinsky, and with the numbers he put up in that offense, you're talking 98 receptions, seven touchdowns, 1,147 yards, was it? Yep. Yep, yep. But you're pulling it up right now, and I, I got, got it. it. So I got the right stats. I love this <laughs> website, man. I, I think you're going to be looking at Nick Foles starting for them this year because I don't think Trubisky's going to be working a full season, and – that man can sling it down the field, and I think you're going to look at Robinson having similar numbers or possibly even higher numbers in that offense. He's doing it with a garbage quarterback now, and you throw someone like Nick Foles in that system, he is just going to eat up those targets, and he's going to have great numbers. I don't disagree. Um, I feel like he will – I mean, he got 154 targets last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that – he can get that amount of targets again. Yeah, I, I do don't. Too. I don't think he'll get much more than that because Anthony Miller mm-hmm. started playing real well last year too. He did. He picked up it towards the end of the year too. Yep. Um, I do think though that if it is uh, Keenum, is that who they picked up? The quarterback, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, that's right, yeah. Yep, yep. I do believe if Nick Foles comes in that the targets will be better. Yeah, and so, I think more consistent, too, compared to uh, Trubisky ball. Yeah, so <laughs> we, <laughs> you got to hope so. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so I do feel like he'll get more, tar- more receptions. So he had 98 last year. I wouldn't be surprised if that's more like 105, 110-ish. Yeah. And – 1,200 yards or so. Um, I just – I feel like his touchdowns might come down a little. I know he only had seven, and it's completely possible he gets seven again. Right. I feel well, like Matt Nagy is going to want to try to manage the game more. And I do think that the Bears' defense steps it up, steps it up again this year. Two years ago, their defense was – dominant mm-hmm. and Mitch Trubisky looked like a much better quarterback on paper because he didn't, last have, year. he didn't have to throw the ball like so many times mm-hmm. but 
Here's the thing, though, is I don't know if you're even going to see Mitch Trubinsky starting. I honestly think Nick Foles might beat him out before week one, and he's the kind of guy that likes to sling it across the field. And Nagy may be competing for his job this year. He's going to feel the pressure to score points, well, and I think that they – definitely competing for his job. Yeah, he's on the hot seat, and I think you're going to see Allen Robinson get fed a lot of targets. I'm not – you're right about him being consistent with the numbers. I don't think if they went up, they'd be much higher, but I think I feel safe with him at eight because I think he's going to have the consistent numbers that he did last year because he still got them from Mitch Stravinsky, and they're going to feed him this year because he's their top wideout, and he's a big-bodied receiver. Well, ECR has got him at seven. Yep. So this is so, right about the same area. Right about the same area. And I, uh, on my list, he's at 17, but I only did my top 10. Yep. I didn't, I didn't mess with any of these down here, so most of these are mm-hmm. just kind of in whatever order. Yeah. So, no, I do not have him at 17. He wouldn't stay there. <laughs> You'd be over He'd be a little higher on your list, huh? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I like Allen Robinson. Um, I had him in the league last year. He did me good for what he did. Yeah, I, no, do I don't think you could find him disappointing. If you saw him, I think, early in the second round, you wouldn't be that – actually, it'd probably be the mid-second round. You wouldn't be wrong in taking him there either. I think he's a pretty consistent pick up there. Yeah. So, like I said, my, my only main concern is – and again, it goes back to not having much of an offseason. Almost none. Almost none. So are they going to switch to Nick Foles? And I did just see something. You've got right an update here. for us, huh? It says, from Coach Nagy, it says, Foles at a dis- disadvantage in Bears QB competition. I didn't read as to why he said it or mm-hmm. any of the validation behind it. But there, there may be something to that, though, too, because it's not like they would have a lot of preseason. There's not going to be a lot of preseason game situations where you're going to get to see Nick Foles actually yeah. compete against him. So you're, you might be right there. I mean, there's, there's, there's no preseason. No, absolutely they, they, none. They so you may not see the opportunity for him to take that job then, too. I, I feel like it's going to be Trubisky at the start. Mm-hmm. So for the first couple weeks, and if they start losing, then it'll be Nick Foles. But I still fully believe that the Bears' defense is going to pick up their game again. I mean, yep. you got Khalil Mack. Yeah. Like, dude's a monster. So One of the top defensive players in the league, without a yeah. doubt. It's like Aaron Donald, then Khalil Mack. What do they like, call it, a screw-up-the-play kind of player? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if he's not getting the sacks, he, he's disrupting. Yeah. So You're watching him on every play. And if their defense picks it up, mm-hmm. and because of that, they start winning games, yep. and Mitch Trubisky isn't losing the games, mm-hmm. we might not see Nick Foles for a while. See, but I I don't know under that situation if that's the case either. I, all right, so I'm more of the belief I think their defense will play well, but they play in a tough division. You got the schedule for them up? I kind of want to see that. Um. Who are they playing in the first few weeks? Because if they've got a hard schedule, I think you might see the pressure for them to go to Nick Foles early. Because like I said, he's on the hot seat, and they may feel the need to make that change. If they've got an easy schedule starting off, they may not feel obliged too early. Right. 
And I really think that might play into Allen Robinson's numbers, depending on – I think he's got more upside with Nick Foles. Nope, they've actually got a really good schedule to start. Got, you might see Trubisky staying in this offense a, yep. a little bit longer they got they're the, picking up steam. They got the Lions. Yeah. That's not a great defense. The Giants is not a great defense. I don't yeah, no, think the Falcons' defense is horrible, but it's not – No, they've got some pretty – Easy defenses to start off the year. Yeah. Indy's not bad, but... Indy's, but again, they don't have... Don't you like yeah. that we're doing a top 10 wide receiver show and now we're trying to figure out if Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky who's going to yeah, be back on the Bears roster. You got to you gotta stay fluid, you know? <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I'm looking... Their, their first real defensive test, I mean, going by last year, mm-hmm. is probably the Saints or the Titans in week eight or nine. Yeah, that Titans defense is nasty. Yeah, and the Saints defense isn't horrible either. So you figure if they come out and Trubisky's winning the first three weeks, I mean... Not so much pressure. You're right to make that change. So I could see them winning the first two, maybe losing to the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking, all right, I honestly, honestly, I could see them losing that week one against the Lions. I really could see it. But I could also see them winning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coin flip. Yeah. So you figure if they start with two wins, mm-hmm. it's going to take probably two to three losses before they consider switching. Unless, yeah. unless Trubisky is just playing God complete awful. garbage. If he's like, playing like last year, there's a strong possibility they will. And I'm talking like multiple interceptions. You're talking like Mark Sanchez in his fourth year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving um, butt fumble for It could be until week six that you actually see Nick Foles in there. So, mm-hmm. Alan, and not that Allen Robinson can't do it with Trubisky. I mean, he did last year. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I would like I think the better. difference is going to be. A little bit negligible. You're not going to see much of a difference. I just think you yeah. would see a little bit more upside with Foles, but I don't think even with Trubisky in there, he's shown he can produce still. What would be nice, which would be an optimal thing for me, mm-hmm. is if Trubisky started, yep, and the Allen Robinson owner got frustrated because he wasn't doing much, right? And then I trade for Allen Robinson and Foles comes in. That would be fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Because then I'd get the good targets, right? Honestly, you'd probably you would rather them probably have Treminsky week two anyway because the Giants play in week two, and you'd rather rather see him than Nick Foles. Listen, <laughs> I will not be surprised if the Giants have another top five pick again next year. I mean, their corner. I understand the cornerback that they drafted last year mm-hmm. was just he's like suspend. He's not suspended yet. But he can't <laughs> do anything because he's a fool uh-huh. and did that uh, armed robbery. Yeah. Well, it's all right. Quentin Williams got arrested coming off a plane. His was more innocent, though. I think he just didn't know the pistol laws in New York, yeah. which makes sense being a boy from Alabama. Right. You're allowed to carry your firearm along there. He didn't try robbing a bank. No, no. I think he was just trying to bring his gun home. Like, you are a football player. Play good and you're going to make millions of dollars. No, but we're going to no, go no. rob a bank. Let's rob a bank because who was doing his background check in the Giants organization 
<laughs> you may want to relook at your personnel staff. Oh my goodness. I couldn't believe that when I heard it. Just let's move on. I can't talk about it. No oh way. yeah. You may want to go to nine. <laughs> All right. At number nine. <laughs> oh, I lied. oh, our I'm teams are dreadful. I'm changing my number nine right now. At number okay. nine, I've got Robert Woods. Okay. I've got Adam Thielen. Yeah. Is it weird to me that I think Robert Woods and Adam Thielen are like the same exact player? No, because they play very similar. Yeah, and I feel like they're out I think if you didn't have the name on the back of their uniform and you had them in the same uniform, I don't think you would tell much of a difference in the way they shift and the way they play. And like their numbers, I feel like, I didn't actually research this, but they always seem to be about the same. Yep. If they play the bulk of their games, they're going to get around 1,100, 1,200 yards. Yep. Robert Woods, I mean, I think he's going to, he's, he's got to get more touchdowns this year. He only had three last year. And I, don't I, I really don't know. Their offense, I think, is going to be the same. Um, I mean, Cook is a heavy target for them. Cook's not there I anymore. Mean, yeah. Mm. Cook went to the Texans. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's only oh, Robert. You're right. Maybe his numbers will go up then. It's Robert Woods and Cooper Cup now. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the uh, Texans head coach was playing Madden. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What did they get for him? What did they get for him in compensation? I think they gave a second round pick. And then they took on that god awful contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They took on two Jogging. very large contracts mm-hmm. and got rid of DeAndre Hopkins instead of paying him. I'm, I must have blocked that out of my mind. It was such a bad trade. You know, I think a lot of the Houston <laughs> Texans fans are also blocking things out of their mind. Can you blame them? They were the only they were the only fan base that was like, please don't let there be a season this year. We don't want a season this year because <laughs> like COVID canceling, please. <laughs> let, it, let it get canceled. We don't want to deal with this. Hire a real GM, get rid of <laughs> Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. So, Robert Woods, and at the end of the year, uh, the Rams started going to the 12 personnel more where they were running two tight ends. Mm-hmm. And once they started doing that, their offense and Jared Goff yep. played a lot better. They were much better in points per game, mm-hmm. you know, yards per game. I mean, it wasn't like they were top or anything. So you think they're going to bring this adjustment over into this season? I really think it. Sean McVay is a very good coach, and he's he very is. smart. He's, he's got a very good offensive mind. So, and their offensive line didn't get any better. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason they went to the 12 personnel is because their offensive line, they needed yep. more blockers, so they went to the 12. Which that tight end is going to provide for them. So you're thinking you're going to see two tight end sets with a receiver out on the edge, and that's going to be Robert Woods. Yeah. Maybe two two receivers, but yeah, I, I feel like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods could both have decent fantasy years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like I said, I feel like Adam Thielen and Robert Woods will probably finish about the same. Yeah, I, in my opinion, I think Robert Woods will be more consistent. I'll. All right, I'm going to get off topic with that and actually tell you why I think Adam Thielen's going to be a little bit better than Robert Woods this year. All right. And it all comes down to, yes, I understand he had a disappointing 2019 season. But, I mean, he was, he, he was a monster in 2017 and 18. They traded Stefan Diggs to the Bills, and there's no doubt about that. It's going to increase his targets. Yes, he may be double-covered, but he's going to be a beast. And early on, 
they drafted Minnesota Vikings drafted a receiver in the first round, but I believe he was, I think he went into COVID protocol. Didn't I he? think he did. I heard that. Yeah. So you're going to see a rookie wide receiver, which typically don't get off to a fast start anyway, still farther behind on that list. So he's not going to take targets away from Adam Thielen. And I think you're really going to see his numbers jump back up to what they could have been in 2018. Okay. But I'm, uh, my argument against that would be, one, they want to run the ball. They don't, want Cook, to, yeah. they don't want to pass the ball. They want Dalvin Cook. They want to run on first and second and down, and if they have to pass on third, then they will. Okay, but look at the ad jack argument against that last year, which was they still tried to run the ball, and they had two receivers. One, I believe, I believe Diggs had over 1,000 yards, didn't he? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're looking at a receiver that had 800 something yards, which is a disappointing year considering that, and then Thielen, who is going to be taking the spot of them being their number one now. So I mean, even if they run the ball, they still consistently threw the ball with Kirk Cousins there. So I think you're going to see his numbers go up. He may not have 1,300 yards like 2018, but you could see him, I think, at that 1,100, 1,200 yard range. I agree with that. I just think that they're going to come – I think I think Robert Woods will be more consistent. Okay. Okay? I think Adam Thielen will give you more of the weak winning upside. Yep. Like, oh, he just went off for 150 yards and two TDs. But I also think you'll get those weeks where he gets 40 yards and no touchdown. 50 that is yards a strong no possibility because he's got a history of that too. And now I know, you know – they traded Stephon Diggs away. Those targets got to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, they traded Stephon Diggs away. The coverage is going to go somewhere. Also true, but it's still going to be more targets, and he tends to win those 50-50 balls. Against – see, he was always the number two. <laughs> you're, you're still going to volume, though. It's still going to be more targets his way, which ultimately is going to make more fantasy points regardless. <laughs> As long as he can catch them. And he as long as he catches them, yeah. As, and he shows opportunity of catching those balls, so you're going to see those stats go up. Right. And, again, I know on my list here, she has him way, the, way down here. <laughs> I imagine you don't have him down e- there at 20. But. What is his ECR right now? 15. Right. So the experts have him at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably actually have him a little bit higher than that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I do believe that Robert Woods and Adam Thielen are very similar. And, um, and you're probably going to see similar numbers. There's the ECI is 16. So that's, <laughs> that's funny that they're 15 and 16 experts, and we got them at uh, yeah. nine. Both at nine, yep. Yeah. So in other words, flip your coin and take whoever you pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That'll be an interesting comparison at the end of the year to see who did better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Like I said, I just think Robert Woods will give you more of the – He'll give you more of the 80 yards in a touchdown weeks rather yep. than the big boom weeks. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't think he'll have as many as the bus, of the bust weeks. I mean, we will that, see. I think that's because my – Cooper Cup is there still too. So there's a lot more targets going to Cooper Cup too. Who does Steelen have on the other side? But I look at that as a good thing though. Mm-hmm. Who is it, because, Jefferson? Jefferson, Jeff, the rookie Justin that Jefferson, yeah. Yep. I look at that as a good thing, though, just because there is another wide receiver that they have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like they can't, 
they can't always double Robert Woods right. because then Cooper Cup is just going to go off. I would argue the Rams system, too, is better fit for a receiver to get open, too. I think yeah. the Vikings system is a little bit more vanilla. I think Sean McVay is a better head coach and oh, better play caller than the Vikings. Yep. No oh, kidding. it's not Stefanski anymore. It's, it's Kubiak. Yeah. Gary Kubiak. And he's Mr. very – I want to run the ball. Yep, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to throw it to someone, though. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's their first one. Yeah. We'll see. All right, yeah, I can't wait to see that one. All right, so we're now, on to 10 finally, right? Yeah, finally. I don't even know how long we've been doing this. <laughs> um, number 10, I went back and forth a few times. This one was tough for me, too. Between Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, and Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Now, I had Mike Evans there for a little bit because I do believe he'll have a good season. Mm-hmm. But... I don't believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have two number one wide receivers come out of this offense. No, there's, there's just, there's no way with Gronk there. Yeah. And, and who was their other tight end? They have another tight end there too. Um, uh, Howard. Yeah. There's I just too many true. targets to go around yeah. for everyone to get it. And I, I honestly believe that Godwin is going to be the one that's going to be absorbing the targets. But I mean, that's a real danger though, too, because I mean, you could see him fall down if him and Mike Evans develop. Yeah, it, it, it's just a situation I don't think I'd wanna. Right, I, I would rather kind, stay away. You're from kind it. of, you're kind Wishy of playing, playing the, uh, the fantasy the narrative, gods. <laughs> the narrative really of Brady yeah. loves the slot wide receivers, therefore the slot wide receiver yeah. should have the better year. Tampa Bay and Kansas City Chiefs situation scare me because there's su- such a plethora of weapons on both those offenses. I just yeah. would like to stay away from them. Yeah. Um, I like sometimes Keenan that's Allen. not the way the board falls, and you just have to draft it the way it falls. Right, yeah. I like Keenan Allen, but he's either going to have Tyrod Taylor or a rookie throwing him yep. the ball, and I just I don't know how much I like that. And I like Devontae Parker, but... Consistency. He's only done it yeah, one or two Yeah, half years. a year. Yeah. Um, and not to mention... Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. every time he plays really good one year, yep. he's Crash the next year. stinker the next year. Ten teams have been through this cycle, including my team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think your team had the longest stretch of actual good Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, we like, won ten games that year. Yeah. It's the only double-digit win year that we had in the last ten, and I actually went to that Week 17 game against Buffalo and watched them lose. All they had to do was win the game, and they lose to the Bills. Week 17, oh. what a horrible walk back to the car during that snowstorm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and Bills fans just laughing at you. Yeah, they do. Horrible. So I settled for my number 10 on Amari Cooper. But, That's a good pick. But I'm not I, – I like it, obviously, because I put him there. But it hurts my soul a little bit. Well, that's because you're a Giants fan, so you can't – you don't never want to put Amari Cooper in the top. <laughs> you know it's not even that. <laughs> so, in my auction drafts, we get to pick college players. Mm-hmm. So, when they come out, you have a chance to keep them yep. as an extra on top of your three. Well, I had Amari Cooper. <laughs> and right his, out of college, huh? His rookie year was awesome. Mm-hmm. His sophomore year was 
pretty good too, I believe. Yep, 1,100 yards. Yep. And after, you can keep them for up to three years. And then there's the 2017 season. <laughs> and you keep them for up to three years. Yep. And then you have to make the choice to long-term them for two more years. Mm-hmm. You do one or two at $5 per year. So I was like, dude, playing amazing. Right. Well, long-term so why for the two right? years. Mm-hmm. Well, then 2017 happened. <laughs> and 2018... The first half of 2018, before he got traded to the Cowboys, yep. was was no fun either. And then he gets traded to the Cowboys, and then he's like putting up all these yards and everything, and it's like, yes, finally. And then last year comes along, and for the first half of the year, monster performance again. Go yep. Larry Cooper. And then... Right after they traded him, too. I think it was close to the deadline. Yeah. And then... And then last year, after a great start, he fell off. Mm-hmm. And now and he's a $100 million man. And now he's a $100 million man. <laughs> and it's like, he's got so much talent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do I want to believe what people are saying is that the end of last year was just because he got injured? Mm-hmm. Or do I think that this is just who Amari Cooper is? Where... I- He's going to be good for a while, but then he's just going to disappear. He, he's got that ability, just like you said. He, there's some weeks where you swear he doesn't even have a reception. Like, so I actually went to the Jets-Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible game to go to. Best game I've ever seen them play. Just It was awesome to beat the Cowboys, honestly. And he just wasn't there. For, I think he ended up getting hurt in the second half. But the first half, he just didn't really show up. Yeah, and I'm like, where is Amari Cooper? Because I was expecting to just him to light up our secondary because our secondary was horrible outside of Jamal Adams that year. Yeah, and not to mention, like they they have Michael Gallup, who's really good. Yep. And they brought in Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys I can throw to now. Yeah, and that's another like another issue I've had. Like, mm-hmm. he. Is he going to get the targets volume that he's been getting? Right, because Gallup had 1,000 yards last year, too. Yeah, and I know they lost. The Cowboys lost, I think, at something like 160 targets mm-hmm. between Randall Cobb leaving yep. and Jason Witten leaving. Yep. The, their tight end, Blake Jarwin. He's a good tight end. He's a good tight end, and I think he gets 80 targets. Well, I feel like CeeDee Lamb, if he's half as good as people thought he was. And you know he's going to be playing in the slot. And he's probably, yeah, he's going to be playing in the slot. Like, are they only, is he only going to get 80 targets? I feel like he's going to get more targets. It's, it's an interesting situation to watch. I would not be surprised. And it'd be really weird because they did just pay him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the end of this year, they try trading Amari Cooper. You know what? I think they actually end up trading Gallup, honestly. I don't I, – I think they'll end up trading him for a mid-round pick, a third, fourth-round pick. I think they'll end up keeping Amari Cooper. He seems to be one of Jerry Jones's favorites. Yeah. And I, he, mean, I mean, he's, he, one he of the, yeah. he's one of the best route runners in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he makes people look silly yeah, when he he's on his game. So, he's a great wide receiver, but – I feel like 
especially if he comes out and doesn't play well this year, mm-hmm. they're going to realize, well, I think we messed up by giving him this much money. And now we have two younger wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And if CeeDee Lamb comes out and shows he's everything people thought he was going to be, and Michael Gallup has already shown that he can play good, why not try to get rid of the big money and then have two young, two young wide receivers for a few years, and then you can pay Dak Prescott? Which they just seem to not want to get around to doing. <laughs> well, sidebar, I feel that sometimes these quarterbacks get too much money too early, mm-hmm. like Jared Goff. He had yeah, that good was uh, Yep. And now he's not playing well, and they have a lot of money invested into him. Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz has a lot of talent. Oh, I do, too. He just hasn't been able to stay on the field. Right. And they paid him a lot of money, and it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, if I was running a franchise, I wouldn't want to pay someone who is not going to be there every year, it seems like. Right, and – Carson Wentz is kind of a hard sticking point, too, because you, you watch him play. When the Eagles' whole roster was depleted, he was just playing incredible with yeah. nothing around him. But then he gets injured. Yeah. All and you have to have Nick Foles come in and win you a Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> and, but there's no Nick Foles now. Now you've got the right. kid from Oklahoma. No, Jordan. No, not Jordan Love. No, no, no. Hurts. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts. No, Jalen Hurts. That's right, because the whole thing was – Carson Hurts and Jalen Hurts. Right. Because Carson Wentz always gets injured. <laughs> so now I think we're on to my number 10, right? Yes. Who's your number 10? Let's, let's finish. All right. Up. So I'm going with someone who's actually gotten 1,400 yards before. I'm going with Juju Smith-Schuster. He had a very disappointing year last year, but oh. I think that's adjectively because Big Ben went down. I mean – you're looking at a guy who had huge numbers in 2017 and 18, and I think he's just going to have a really big 552 yards. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, which is absolutely insane compared to where he was at. But I mean, and Big Ben's coming back. Big Ben is usually on the field. I think you're just going to see him be more consistent. Yeah, um, he's going to he's going to bounce back, and I see him having at least 1,200 yards because he, he's just such a weapon in that target. Yeah. And his touchdown should come up, too. I mean, he only had three last year. I I think you'll see him at 1,207 touchdowns this year. I think he's – you can easily put him, I think, right here at this top ten. I struggled between him and, honestly, Cortland Sutton, who I think is going to also have a big year. He kind of had a coming-out party last year. But kind of going back before it, I kind of went to the veteran quarterback who I have more trust, I think, with it. And I think that makes Juju Smith-Schuster being their number one target. Well, not to mention – the Broncos there with Cortland Sutton, they went and got Jerry Judy too. Right, but it's also a rookie receiver. Yeah, but I think he's one of those rookie receivers that's going to come in and demand a lot of targets. He may not do much with the targets right? because they don't have anyone really outside of Cortland Sutton. Mm -hmm. And That's something I considered too, which is why I went with Juju. Because, I mean, he is the dog in that offense, and he's going to be an absolute monster with Big Ben back. I mean, look at what he did when – he was the number one, 1,400 yards with how many – let's see how many receptions. 111 receptions. 111 I mean, receptions, yeah. You're, you're looking at an absolute monster for fantasy stats, and I think he's really going to rebound, and I trust he will. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are all uh, high on that Deontay Johnson because he played well last year, mm-hmm. and I understand the hype. However, that wasn't with Big Ben. 
No. So Deontay Johnson doesn't have that rapport with Big Ben like Juju Smith-Schuster does. Nope, you're going to see that consistency with it too because he played with him, he's comfortable with him, and that's who he's going to throw to. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the first couple weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I, I honestly thought Juju was hurt more than he actually was. He played 12 games. Yeah. He, because, he may have been playing hurt, though. Maybe that's why his numbers were down. But, I mean, look at the quarterbacks he was playing in that offense. It was not good. Trash. Yeah. And the yeah, fact that they bad. still almost made the uh, playoffs mm-hmm. because of their insane. defense. Yeah, absolutely that, insane. Yeah. That is just – yeah, I like Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he um, could be a real sleeper on this list. You could see him go up. Like, I, I could easily see him even going above Julio. Yeah, ECR has him at 10. Yeah. Man, I'm consistently higher on a lot of these people than ECR. Oh, no, Kenny Holiday got rated 8. Yep. So higher. I think I had him on, what did I have, 5 for him? Yeah, you had Kenny Holiday up on like 5. Yeah, I feel really good about him. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, that's the top 10 wide receivers as seen by us. Yep, and I I feel pretty good about my list. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I Not about my both... football team this year, but I feel <laughs> good about my fantasy That doesn't matter. All that matters is fantasy. <laughs> oh. oh. How do I stop the screen sharing? I don't know how to work Zoom. I figure it out. You're going to delete all this progress that we had. Stop it. I will be so mad if I delete this, all of this. <laughs> What's this button do? Find out. Do not stop video. No, that's not what I want. I don't know. We'll have to. Do I just click on it? You going to give it a shot? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm touching all kinds of buttons right now. I don't know why. You know what? What if I just do this? Oh, wait, no. Wait, right here. Stop share. Boom. There it is. There we go. Oh, We're back to the screen. original screen. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, hey, thanks for thanks for doing this with me. Uh, that was a lot of fun, man. I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I think I was a little bit like hesitant going into it, but I had a lot of fun like rolling with it after. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot easier actually talking to someone than just going in this and trying to talk to myself. Yeah, you were bouncing. You can easily bounce off of other people. It just goes more comfortable like an actual yeah. conversation. Yeah, it's not just me throwing out stats and, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think I, did, I think I did the top, I think I did a top 10 QBs and a top 10 running backs episode mm-hmm. and it did. It just felt weird. And I think that's <laughs> part of the reason why I kind of haven't done a new one in a while is just because mm-hmm. I didn't really have anyone to do it with. So Ron, actually I was talking to uh, my buddy today i think he'd be interested in getting into this too maybe we could bounce a third person in here too i'm, I'm all for like it man he, like i was talking to him and he, he goes yeah he like he's a big fantasy player too like a lot bigger than i am and he loves this kind of stuff man's funny as hell too awesome yeah no I'll, uh, we'll set something up i'm I, I could do these all the time yeah no this is um fun. i do nothing but talk about football it kind of Consumes it it annoys my fiance. That's pretty much what I do. Oh, oh yeah, Julia does not like it. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. She doesn't like football at all. Right. Like not even the sport itself, really. Jamie so, pretends to like it for me, so I I give her that credit. You know, Julia has tried, <laughs> but 
you know, you can just kind of tell. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Jamie, I mean. Jamie goes into the other room and I've got a game on, but at least she watches me watch him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told Julia, though, I'm like, hey, if, you know, if this podcast gets going any bigger, like, I, I mean, I'm going to have to watch all of the games. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I gotta, it's it's going to be full time. I need to have better content, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I need to know all the stats. So, all right. We're going to stop this recording now. All right, man. All right. You got to do uh, some ending spiel or no? I don't have any ending spiel. <laughs> you can like the video if you're at, or the podcast if you're actually listening. Maybe yeah. someday I will be famous. It'll be a great time. <laughs> Ron, do you have it on your Facebook? I could share it, too. I uh I will send you the link once I get it all set up. I'm right. uh I currently got off Facebook for a bit. Okay, makes sense. Um, all right, yeah. I, I with the climate, I get that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anybody that's still listening through all this ridiculousness that we just ended the show with, <laughs> um, like it, uh, download it, make me famous. Cool. Boom.